Hey, hey, thanks again for pressing play and welcome once again to the Suns Jam Session podcast. I'm John, he's Matthew, thus the term jam, and we're here not to talk to you after a Suns victory or a Suns loss. No, we're going back to the old days when we have our podcast going on just kind of randomly throughout the season, seeing as it's the middle of the All-Star break. And it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the mid-season jammies. So, Matthew, welcome again, as always, to the podcast. You got to admit, this is one of our favorite podcasts, the yeah. one where we do the Jammy Awards. Any kind of award show is the best. The only thing that sucks about this award show, there's no Leonardo DiCaprio, there's no Brad Pitt, no Quentin Tarantino in the audience. It's just us and the Jamsters, but that's good enough for me, I think, dude. And honestly, these these are some hilarious, hilarious awards. Um, so it's going to be fun. Yes, we never fail to disappoint when it is time for the Jammies. So these are like a lot of awards that you're seeing around. If you're on Bleacher Report, if you're visiting ESPN, a lot of different writers are putting their midseason awards out there, noting who is doing what and giving them kind of, well, this is our midseason MVP. This is our midseason defensive player of the year. Not here on the Suns Jam session. We have, you know, obviously plays on those. We still have people who we think are our defensive players of the year and things of that nature. But this is us going through and giving our awards. And for those of you who are loyal to the show, thank you as always for joining us. You know about the jammies. You've been through this before us uh, with us. We actually had our preseason jammy show where we kind of called out, hey, who do we think is going to be the league MVP? which just goes by a different name. Who's going to be the defensive player of the year, which goes by a different name. So uh, we put those predictions out there. Uh, the Suns had a uh, an unfortunate three games uh, that were postponed during to COVID. So we had a quarter season jammy, but I'm just not even going to count those. Those we kind of did at the back end of a podcast. This is a podcast specifically designed to ha talk about the jammies. So we're going to have fun talking about them. Uh, we're going to bring a guest on who's going to give her picks on the Jesse Katsopoulos Award. So plenty to talk about as per usual. But again, if you are joining us, make sure that you press the subscribe button wherever you're listening and watching. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the thumbs up button. We really appreciate helps with the algorithms. If you are listening on the bright side of the sun podcast network, go ahead and subscribe rate and review. We're looking at some of those five-star reviews always makes everybody happy involved. And you can follow the show at sun's jam on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter at Matthew Lissy. All right. I think without further ado, it's time to pop them open if you got them. Matthew, what are you drinking tonight? Just the water tonight. Are you hydrating again today? You still hungover? I got another. On? I'm rocking another <laughs> body armor. I've become, I, know. I'm right you know, you. I, I realize that I drink probably just a little too much. So I figured, you, you know, yeah, maybe just huh. a little. Okay. Take a look at the mirror, right? It's a Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to hydrate myself. We're going to be cool. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to unscrew the top. Sounds good. Yeah, Ooh, that, that sounds like a beer. That did not make the sound I think I wanted. But <laughs> let's get ready to talk about the Jammy Awards. It's that time, fellas. Time for the jammies. So I, I spruced myself up a yes, little bit. You look great. You look I got, great. I, I'm excited, dude. I actually, you stole the show already. 
I got the bow tie on. I got the t-shirt tuxedo, you know, so thought I'd bring it out for the jammies. It is a formal event. So we, again, appreciate anybody who's joining us. Uh, We'll talk about some things kind of after the pod as it pertains to the remainder of the season. Seeing as the Suns will be playing here uh, very soon. They play on Thursday night against the Portland Trailblazers. And, of course, we'll be live for that. But, Matthew, I think it's time to start walking through our our awards. Uh, What do you say? Yeah, we got to get to them, man. Um, spend some time on these bad boys. Okay, so what's the first one? What are we bringing up first, Matthew? Let's see. All right, well, I, I put you in part in charge of helping me out with the drops. So do you want to drop the first one? Bring up the graphic? Yeah, I mean, do we want to just jump to the best hair award? Or no, what? Let's, let, we got to go BDB first, man. You always got to start with the BDB. All right. All right, let's go BDB. Let's go Big Dick Book Award, Team and League MVP. Who you got, John? Let's do, let's do the intro. See, it's my first time doing this, so... Let's go ahead and just already mess it up. Should we yeah, restart so, the show? Well, so what you do is you click the you click it, and bam, ladies and there gentlemen, it is. The, the Big Dick Book Award, the award for the guy who is the team MVP for the Suns, and then we're also going to bring it up on an NBA level. So this is our award, and we'll do that for every one of our awards here on the Jammies. Is we're going to talk about who is who is this award provided to on the Suns, and who is given this award thus far during the season. So Matthew, yeah. at the beginning of the season, you said CP3 was your big dick book award winner. So I guess he's big penis Paul. Uh, is he still the BDB <laughs> award winner for you? Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul is definitely, for the Phoenix Suns, he is. I mean, if if you're not believing in the Suns that Chris Paul is the reason we're winning, then you're crazy. He is the reason we're winning. Even if the stats aren't there, you tell me a point guard that comes into the Suns into Phoenix, and they actually put up the same stats, and you're going to call him MVP. It's not going to happen. But with Chris Paul, it's a special case because he is that kind of player. Uh, just the momentum he gives his team, too. I mean, we go over every podcast how great the guy is. He'll surprise you with those assists every game. He'll have 12 to 15, and it's just like, oh, he did? Yeah, because he's out there just running things offensively. Defensively, he does the best. He doesn't take a night off. I know Booker has come around. Maybe that's somebody you might pick. But right now, it's Chris Paul for me, man. Okay, and for me, it was Booker at the beginning of the season. Obviously, it's the Big Dick Book Award. I mean, I got to give it to the namesake. But if I look at the team MVP to the this point of the season, the Phoenix Suns, 24-11, and 11, I truly believe that CP3 is the BDB Award winner at this point. He has changed the way that this team plays, the pace in which we play, the defensive intensity. All of these things are uh, intangibles that CP3 brought, and they're you know, the Suns are playing his brand of basketball. That is the sign of a true most valuable player, a BDB, a Suns Jam Session, Jammy Award-winning BDB is CP3. So I am on CP3 Island with you as it pertains to this war. Seeing how the season goes, obviously, we're going to have our wrap-up at the end of the season, and we're going to talk about these awards. But remember, you know, halfway through the season, I have changed my point of view. Now, if you're going league-wide, at the beginning of the season, I thought Anthony Davis was going to be the Big Dick Book Award winner. And obviously, he's been injured. He hasn't been playing. Uh, it is interesting, though, to see how the Lakers have performed without him. It almost makes a case for an MVP run for him if he plays the right amount of games, which I know he won't. But for me, it's Joel Embiid. This guy's averaging 30 points and 11.6 rebounds, like 30 and 11 and he's got a 64.6% true true shooting percentage. It's absolutely ridiculous. His team's the best in the East and I just he's he gets the BDB for me as it pertains to the entire league. I know that you said Jokic at the beginning of the season, yeah, Matthew. Yeah. Where you stand now? Are you still on Jokic Ooh. Island? So, yeah, Jokic is actually very difficult because right now the the 
the Nuggets aren't looking as good as a team, so they, he needs a little bit of help. But if he can make maybe a top four seed, I think he has a chance to win MVP this year just because he is playing out of his mind right now. But it's funny. I actually I went a different way with this. I actually, and I'm going to get a lot of hate for this probably, I'm actually excited, and I think Kyrie Irving is kind of like an MVP in a way. Just because, okay, low-key. Yeah, low-key, just because he's putting up 27.2 points a game, six assists, five rebounds. He's on their third role on the team. I know KD hasn't played at all yet, really. I mean, he's played yeah. like five games this year. So playing that role along James Harden, he's a scorer. He's he's playing the way I feel like he should be playing. And Steve Nash is doing a hell of a job. You haven't really heard anything bad from Kyrie except for him missing those games earlier, which is, you know, that was something we kind of expected. But after that, you haven't actually seen or heard anything from him. So right now, I think he's playing a great role in the team. Maybe he's a good role player. But sneakily, I think Brooklyn, of course, they might end up with the best record in the East. And the, the Sixers, who knows? They might fall off, and then the Brooklyn Nets can take over that role. So I'm going to actually choose him for this. I think uh, James Harden's wow. playing great, but Kyrie Irving, I think, is just playing amazing right now. I love watching the guy, and maybe it's a different award winner, but right now it's a sneaky MVP pick. I've got to like update my notes so I remember this when we hit the end of year Jammy Awards. So you're giving to Kyrie Irving, and I was going to ask, like, do you think that James Harden should be getting getting any MVP love? And it looks like you're going more the the Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I mean, yeah, dude, you have to. I mean, you just watch him play, dude. He's playing his role right he now. Is, and he's well, he's well. a fantastic basketball player. I mean, he is one of the most talented ball handlers, ball handlers, I think that we've ever really seen. So I. I I'll respect it. You know, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. He's part of that super team in Brooklyn, and I don't know if you can really give it to any of them. But at this point, I think that he's doing um, a really net, a really good job. So uh, that's yeah. it for the Big Dick Book Award. Again, um, we'll see how it goes at the end of the season. We might have to rename it if CP3's taken our yeah. hearts. You know, it's the Big yeah. Penis Paul Award, uh, which <sighs> I just... This is horrible. This right, is not yeah. good. Um, all right. So for our next award, we're actually going to bring on a special guest. You might know her from Twitter. Welcome to the Suns Jam Session Podcast. To love always. Miss Angelina, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, doing? welcome. Good. We're doing great. Poor <laughs> thing. You had to listen to that whole yeah. big dick. <laughs> what a terrible way to start the it, podcast. With the you lady waiting in the green room. That is the worst. Yeah, she's sitting backstage and she has to hear that poor thing. Well, we're really excited and honored that you you decided to join us. You're one of our loyal jamsters when you're not at the games, because I know you go to like every home game. I have Um, been going to every home game. Have you missed one yet? Um, no, not since they've let us back in. I have not missed one. How is that? Do you have season tickets? I do have season usually, but this season I just said, let's just do it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. You know that, that you support the Suns, that you support the show, and we're bringing you on for a very special award. Okay. Um, we're going to be talking about the Jesse Katsopoulos <laughs> Award, the <laughs> Uncle Jesse, the best hair in the NBA and on the Suns. So uh, let's start with the Suns. Who do you think has the best hair on the team? Okay, so I'm going to give you. Okay, this is going to come in two parts. All right. Okay. I would love to say Cam because he has some hair. We, I think he's going somewhere with this hair, but I just don't know what he's going to do. I feel like he's in like a transition <laughs> phase. I'm like really eager to know what his plan is for this. I really would love to say him, but I just can't right now. Okay. Um, so I'm going to pick Jay. I'm going to pick Jay just because he takes really good care of his dreads. Um, because, you know, that's like a that's a big commitment, dreadlocks. 
and they always look really clean and they look really nice and his braids look really good all the time. So I'm going to give it to Jay. Okay. So Matthew, where, where are you on this one? Cause I know that oh. for the preseason, you said Cameron Johnson, right? I did say him and I don't know why I did, but his hair actually looks better now than it did before. And actually the other night, didn't he wear a headband too? Well, I think yeah, he, looks great in a he has the hair, the headband. Yeah. That I think he great. might win. Yeah, I think that'll look fantastic. But I'm gonna go Jay too because the only reason when he's out on the floor, that's the only thing I pay attention to is his hair <laughs> and how awesome it is. Because I've always wanted dreadlocks, but the way he does it, yeah, I don't. He does like braids and dreadlocks. It just looks great. I can't keep my eyes off of when he plays, which is fine. <laughs> if you look at the dude's hair, I think that's okay, right? I mean, I mean, he has a great game. He's the reason we're winning. But that hair is 100 percent the reason I want him to stay on this team for 10 years. So Matthew, you you him. you with dreadlocks. Uh, I I'd I wish pay I to see him. that. I wish you yeah, I wish you grow I them out. I, have I think them. we all on the Jam Session podcast would absolutely love that. Uh, <laughs> when the season began, I actually said Jay Crowder, and I'm actually going to change it up. I'm going to give it to Dario Saric. And I don't know why. I just feel like it's, he looks kind of like a three musketeer. And it's, it's, I'm taking hair as both like the, what the mop on top plus like the D'Artagnan look he's got going on yeah. with the goatee. Like, not only when he throws his big butt out there to get a rebound or something, I also feel like he could pull the sword out. And he's, you know, yeah. he's, he's in an, an Alexander Dumas uh, novel. And it's just, I'm impressed with, <laughs> with his look out there. So, yeah. I mean, he doesn't care about these awards and, Probably I'm sure else he does. does. You don't think he's? I think he's behind a Circle K right now, smoking some cigarettes and watching us. He's like, we we <laughs> Mona me. Yeah, right. All right. So, Miss Angelina, what are you going to do for the NBA? Okay, Who's so got the I'm best hair lie. in the I NBA? Didn't, I didn't realize I had to pick one for the NBA, but off the top of my head, I'm just going to go with Rubio. I miss that hair. <sighs> he kept it so healthy. It looks so good, you know, when he put his hands through it. Um, I mean, he's yeah. pretty Ricky, so I'm just off the top of my head. I'm going to give it to Ricky Rubio. Have you, seen Ricky. That head, have you seen that head and shoulders commercial, Angelina? The head and shoulders commercial? Yeah, it's actually, I think it's censored. It's it's He's in it, and he's like in the shower with his hair. Oh my gosh, yes, you're have right. You I that? do remember that one. Dude, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. been taken down a hundred times. Like he just had, he's taken off the internet so many times for <laughs> being in that commercial. But yeah, yeah I'm going to go so Rubio hot, too. Yeah. Rubio, I think he's always my pick. But I have to give a shout out to LeBron James. It took five years for us to stop talking about his hair. Has anybody <laughs> mentioned his hair this year? I think that's a big win for LeBron James. LeBron James has always had that problem where, his hair will just come off mid-game. It'll just fall <laughs> off, and then he hasn't had any issues this year. He's he's basically been under the radar with his hair, and because of the no, the no comments, I'm going to give it to him this 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 award session. But wow. usually, usually it's Rubio. LeBron, yeah, Rubio is a great pick. I mean, it's just it's beautiful. Uh, Papa Ricky, pretty Ricky. We miss him very much here in Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, LeBron, though, I think what's funny about LeBron is I think with less fans in in the stands, there's less static in the air. Therefore, it's just not kind of being pulled off of his hair. I think that's my theory. Once you get more stands <laughs> or more fans in the stands, and I sound yeah. like Ricky Rubio. Hey, stands fans. <laughs> more fans in the stands in LA, you'll start yeah. to see a little bit of that take uh you know move up i've always been a big jerk uh allen fan that was uh, oh, my pick at the beginning of the season that's like, a good one too. it is he's got a great fro right yeah he does he does have the best fro actually but i'm gonna i'm gonna pivot just because jared allen's my answer to this every time i'm gonna pivot and i'm actually gonna say uh john morant i really like john morant's hair it's like the it's the dread look as well but it's also kind of a little bit messy and up he'll throw a different color in there every now and then um yeah. so he, he it's pretty good looking yeah, it, it works like his game too. Swim, like the little ponytail too. I do yeah, like mm -hmm. it's versatile. Like Jay Crowder's hair is nice. 
and it reminds me of almost like Larry Fitzgerald out there, but like it doesn't move. It's almost like yeah. Derrick Henry for the Tennessee Titans, where it's like he's got those dreads that just stay in one place. Well, he like ties them up. I can like see a string around him. Like he definitely yeah. has them like tied up real nice. So see, this is this is what you get from you know Miss Angela. She goes to the games, so she sees it. <laughs> yeah. She sees the pregame workout. I don't see I'm that. Not allowed to go to home. I'm not I'm allowed not, to go. John will not let me go. No, we have to do a podcast after every game. I'm not allowed. Awesome. Well, so Angelie, we brought you on here because I know that you have like been given this official title. So for those of you who don't know, uh, there's a new app out there specifically for Suns fans, and it's called the Phoenix Fans app, right? Yeah. And I, I've been on it. It's a great app. It's very user-friendly. Let me just, I keep switching everything around. It's uh, very user-friendly. Uh, so if you are a Phoenix fan, whether it be the Suns, the Coyotes, the, the Cardinals, um, the Phoenix rising, it's a great place for us to all connect as, as fans mm-hmm. without the all kind of all the other, you know, pardon my French Dario, but, uh, all the other bullshit, you know? Pretty so much. it's, it's straight to the fans and Pretty you much. are like the CGO, right? You are the, the chief giveaway, giveaway officer. officer. I am. Yes. Um, so yeah, John kind of had this idea that he just wanted to create a space where like fans from across the Valley, like no matter what league you're into can come together and just talk sports without all the clutter that we find, you know, over the different apps. Mm -hmm. Um, But starting on the 15th of this month until about the 15th of April, we're going to be giving away um, some apparel and some merch that you can find through the app every game day. So you better be following me um, on Twitter. Also the Phoenix fans app and look out for those giveaways and they won't be like totally random. Like I usually do over Twitter It'll be more like um, guess the stat line for a certain player during the night. Oh, or okay. um, also like your interactions in the live chat. Um, so that's how those giveaways will go. Well, John already won something, so he can't win again, right? The rest of the year. <laughs> like, right? I don't know. This is a totally different app. So everyone, right. you know, Sweet. everyone has a good chance. <laughs> check, check us out. Yeah. I already oh, got, got it. it. Yeah. I got it today. I went out to the mailbox today. I got a brand yeah. new wallet, you know? Simply nice. by following Angelina on Twitter. She gives away stuff. You've been doing it for a long time, I feel like. And I, I got lucky and I finally won one. And that's how we actually were we were connecting because you needed, you know, I need to give you my address so you can get this. Right. And we're and we're like, hey, you know, like let's get you on the show. Let's have you talk about it. Uh, and let's, you know, it's it's the jammies. So we had to get you, you know, your opinion Aww. on the Jesse Katsapolis Award. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love you guys. You know, no, so. of course. We we appreciate your support. Can you let everybody know who is watching, where to follow you, and uh, what all your handles are and all that fun stuff? Yeah, um, I'm pretty much it's just the same on uh, Twitter. I'm Angelina MS. I think it's one one two, and I'm pretty sure it's just the same over on the Phoenix Fans app. Um, but make sure you get signed up for that Phoenix fans. Um, the net, the first giveaway is coming up on the 15th. So you want to be following and looking out so you can win a, yeah, you can win some fun All stuff. Right. Hey, at least I get John's old wallet. You're going to give me your old <laughs> wallet, John. Yeah, you can have it. No money though. You know, I'll give you, I'll give you with all the money that's in there. Zero. I love my life. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again for coming yeah, on. We really you. appreciate it. Yeah, Thank you. All right, Take care. Fun. See ya. That was fun. Yeah, that was awesome. Chief giveaway officer of the Phoenix Fans app. So if you haven't subscribed to that app, go ahead and do so. Uh, John, who runs the app, is doing a really fantastic job there. So uh, next up on our Jammy Awards is the Skeleton Key Award. And this is essentially provided to the player who unlocks everything for his team. So uh, as the season began... I said that CP3 was the guy who I predicted would end up winning this award and kind of holding it down for the remainder of the season. And I really, you know, although campaign did unlock this team, at least the second bench there for a while, Mm -hmm. I feel like 
God, I'm going really Dario heavy, but I'm giving this one to Dario again. This is my second Dario award because he really has unlocked that second team and given us an identity that I don't know if we necessarily expected. We knew that he he was going to play some backup five this year, but I think both of us, our expectation was he would play the backup four with Damian Jones maybe playing better than he did or or Jalen Sticks getting some time at five. But as the season has progressed, Dario, I think if you look at the plus minus of players in the NBA, he is like number one. He's like a plus 20 net plus 24 net rating. I mean, he is a fantastic addition to this team. We're so glad that he came back and really solidified that second team. And, and embrace that role. You know, he's somebody who's always wanted to be a starter. He came here, he started last year, didn't necessarily work out. We moved him to the bench in the bubble. Boom, shakalaka. The Suns now are, what, 32 and 11 in their last 43 games since the bubble began. So I really feel like he has unlocked this team's uh, full capacity. So therefore, he gets my skeleton key award. What do you have there, Matthew, dude? Oh, man. Well, I mean, this is tough with the Suns because a lot of these guys, they they have the honor of trying to win this They're, They truly do. And I have to give it to CP three. I do. I mean, Dario Sarch is a great pick. I might think of Mikhail bridges. Who knows? You know, he, when he's playing great, when he's cutting to the basket, he's a guy that really molds this offense together. So I'm going to choose CP three for this one, just for the reason, because he's the reason we're winning. And I mean, just like I brought up before, his assist numbers are through the roof. Some nights, uh, even if he's not on the floor, you know, he's like always talking to the bench, always there like to give advice. You see him talking to DA. He's just the guy we needed to pull this team together. And he's definitely the key. He's a Steve Nash this year to the Suns. So I have to give it to him for sure. And if you want to go NBA, I'm going to give it to um, <clears throat> LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball, baby. Wow. LaMelo Ball. I could choose him almost for all of these awards and people probably hate me. We got on that. He's good, man. <laughs> no, he no, is. There ain't no he hate. is. There, there's no hate, probably. I just remember the Charlotte Hornet podcast after we lost. Everyone was giving me so much shit talking about LaMelo <laughs> Ball. But, man, he's just, I mean, the previous four seasons for the Hornets, 36 from 46, 36 and 46, 39 and 43, 23 and 42. This year, they're right below 500. But just him being on that team, the way he just communicates with his teammates by smiles, he's a very happy guy in the court. He's a guy that everyone can get along with. That is exactly what you heard about overseas. Like he's a guy that played his role overseas, didn't get too much minutes, didn't put up the great stat line, but he was always happy to be on the team. He was always there for his teammates to be a good teammate. And that is the biggest reason I think he's actually carrying this team. I know they have some good additions on the team too with uh, Hayward as well, but he's mm-hmm. actually, he's definitely the key to that team and bringing back this franchise. So Oh, who do you got for the NBA though? He's fun to watch though. And that's, it's such a good pick. Mine's more of a cop out. And before I, I give you that one, I'm going to give, you know, kind of an update of what everybody is saying in the chat. Uh, Brennan King says, Dario Lee Abraham. He says CP three is the key. I like what Fabio says. He says the whole bench are the key. And I mean, we have the highest bench net rating in the league right now at 3.3. We're a plus 3.3 coming off the bench. And that's so vital to the sun's success. Uh, Roy says that's big shots. Sharich. Uh, let's see who else we have here. We have Phoenix, uh, fans app is watching. That's awesome. Uh, CP three, a lot of CP three love. We get that from Grim Ripa as well. Um, and what Luke Wallace says is what mine is. And he says the ward for the NBA could be AD. And I give it to Anthony Davis, not because he unlocks the Lakers, but you can see how different they are without him. They're what three and six, three and seven since he's been out. And he's really affected that team to where 
we, and we've talked about this before. When AD joined forces with LeBron, the only thing that could stop those two guys from ruling the NBA was injuries. And Anthony Davis has been injury prone in the past. This season, it's come back to bite him. He's got the ankle issue. He's got the calf issue. You know they're going to rest him as much as they can because obviously he needs to perform for them in the playoffs. So there's going to be an opportunity for the Suns to potentially gain some gains, games on the Lakers. But again, from a skeleton key standpoint, from a guy who controls a team and is the key to their success, the 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 proof is in the pudding with AD not being on the court present for that team. So that's that's where I'm going with that award, Matthew. Yeah, it's a good pick. I mean, he he has a better case right now for MVP than LeBron James does. LeBron James, I feel like, was really playing hard this year to get the MVP, but that just went out the window this last stretch. I think he's played so many minutes this year and mm-hmm. a lot of minutes in with Anthony Davis off not playing so it's his case is gone i think yeah and if ad had stayed healthy and available for lebron he can take some of those possessions off and he could yeah. really manipulate the court in in such a fashion that is truly unstoppable and but now he's got to carry the load and he's got to try to carry this team to some wins so he's going it's a different kind of player it's a less efficient player it's somebody's going to turn the ball over a little bit more because they're trying a little too hard and ultimately it's going to cost him a shot at an mvp mm-hmm. uh next up how about we how about we rock oh i gotta click this before i click that click 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 the matthew's dad award and there's a lovely picture of me with matthew's dad aka eddie johnson because for some reason <laughs> matthew thinks that he is eddie johnson's son but eddie johnson is one of the greatest yeah. six men in the history of the nba and obviously for the phoenix suns franchise so essentially the matthew's dad award is awarding the player who is the sixth man Matthew, who gets your Matthew's Dad Award for the Phoenix Suns? Oh, Phoenix Suns, Dario Saric. He has to be. Yeah, he's the glue. He's the guy on the bench. He's The whole bench is great, right? Remember in the beginning of the season when everyone just loved to watch the bench and the starting lineup was trying to figure it out? But you know who always had it figured out? It was Dario Saric. But he always had the limit. He was limited a little bit because of injury. But before he actually came back, we knew how much we needed someone that can back up DeAndre Hayton. And a lot of people were like, I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it can be that guy. He's kind of filled that a little bit to where we don't talk about it as much. Him, his presence is just, he's a sixth man. I picked him in the beginning of the year to win it for the whole league. And if he was consistent in playing, he might be a valuable option because Jordan Clarkson right now, who I'm going to choose for my NBA guy, is he's he's putting up great stats 17 points on the winningest team but then dario Saric, you look at his stats they're not too far behind especially mm-hmm. points wise so if the suns can finish in the top two of the western conference and he's consistent going towards the end of the year of actually playing every game he has an opportunity to actually win six man of the year award i feel like for the nba because just how valuable he is for this team uh, do you agree yeah i think he's actually starting to get the national pub uh, relative to the Sixth Man of the Year award. I know KOC was, was talking about him. I think Bleacher Report had an article, and they mentioned his performance as well. And I think that that is a very astute observation, and everyone in the chat agrees. You have Jonathan says Dario. Laced Bacon said Super Dario, and thank you to Laced Bacon. He, show up, he showed up early. He was the first one in the chat room, and he was ha- he's having himself some pizza. I believe it's a Papa John's <laughs> stuffed crust pizza, which is actually better than Pizza Hut, who makes a stuffed crust pizza, the original <laughs> stuffed crust pizza. Papa John's clearly wins that one. Um, Cody, uh, Code JJM says Frank Kaminsky or Jay Crowder. Uh, Grim Rippa says Big, big Nuts Crowder. Um, I'm going to go with Super Dario. This is three in a row, okay? This is three in a row that I'm going with Dario uh, simply because of all the reasons that you said. I mean, he is truly the glue to that second team unit. He puts up the stats that are sexy enough 
to get him recognized nationally, and he potentially could walk away this season with some hardware for his performance if the Suns can keep it up. Now, we know that the Suns are going to have a tough go of it in the second half. Hell, 12 of their last 16 games are on the road. They've got to play some tough competition. A lot of the teams that they're going to play aren't necessarily going to be resting their players or have those COVID protocols as vaccinations and things of that nature are starting to percolate more and, and get distributed throughout the American population. So a lot of those lucky games that the Suns have, you know, when we go and we play the the Memphis Grizzlies and three fifths of their rotation isn't playing, you know, you're not going to run into that, but this team, if they can continue to win and that second team can continue to play at the level that they're playing at, or even 90% of that level, Dario Sarge could win some hardware, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and I love it when uh, we talk about Dario because there was a reason I was going to bring up and I totally forgot. <laughs> Dang it. Sorry, guys. Okay. Well, what Come about on. nationally? Who who gets it nationally? At the beginning of the yeah. season, you said De Niro, Danilo Gallinari. Oh, that was a bad pick. That? <laughs> that was pretty bad. I apologize for that because he's having one of the worst years. I'm so glad the Suns didn't pick him up. Um, but yeah, I was going to say Jordan Clarkson. I think he's just a for sure guy. Shake Milton, of course. Um, you mm-hmm. can choose him from the 76ers. He's been the guy that Doc Rivers talks about. Uh, and I just... Those two, and if those two teams keep winning, those are going to be probably the top two options. So I'm going to go with either one of those guys, but I still think Dario has a chance to win it. And this is the one award for me where if I look at my preseason picks and I look at where I'm at now, midseason jammy, I'm staying the same with both. I had Dario for my uh, Matthew's Dad Award at the beginning of the season, and I had Jordan Clarkson as well, and I'm sticking with both. And I'm really happy. Like every... Every time Jordan Clarkson has, you know, another one of those nice 17 plus point performances yeah. out on the court for the Utah Jazz, uh, I get excited. I'm like, yeah, I picked that one right because I suck at picking <laughs> things. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, we we do those uh, columns on the bright side of the sun. So if you guys get a chance, shameless plug, go to the bright side of the sun.com to read us. Um, but there's some of those. Uh, uh, forums essentially where one of the writers will put a bunch of questions out there and we'll go through and we'll answer them. And I believe it's Khalil put out one at the beginning of the season where we're answering a lot of these questions right here. And I always feel bad picking them. Cause I'm like, I'm always so wrong when it comes to these. So, um, but that's where I'm sticking with Jordan Clarkson. I just think that he's explosive. He he's in the perfect situation to win it. And it's a perfect role for him in Utah. And he's going to get the minutes. He's going to get the opportunity. Um, as code J JM says in the chat, he says, Jordan Clarkson and Malik Monk. And Malik Monk is a good call. I mean, that guy toasted us for, what, 29 points when the Suns played him? Yeah. No, he's actually he's cruising this year. So anyone that has stock in him, I mean, he's coming through this year. I mean, it, it starts with LaMelo Ball. That team's just playing great. So everyone on that team is improving. Absolutely. Uh, real quick, before we get to our next award, uh, Roy in the chat asked the question, and I think I'll ask this one to you, Matthew. Do you think Monty Williams can win Coach of the Year this the way the Suns have been playing so yes. far. Yes, yes, absolutely. 100%. 100% Monty Williams. If they're a top three team in the West, they, they've blown any, everybody out, like, out of the water. I think that their expectations are through the roof this year. I mean, they weren't through the roof. <laughs> Basically, they came in this year with no expectations at all to even make the playoffs. But to actually be a top three seed, that is worth winning the coach of the year, and I think it's well-deserved. I mean, it's, everyone knows it's, it's because of Coach Monty Williams, and we don't talk about it enough, mm-hmm. his adjustments and everything. The way he's actually just improved to where we don't even talk about his timeouts anymore. Anything he does with the rotation that he's still trying to figure out, like we do not have any issue with a lot of the stuff that he's doing on the court off the court everyone loves him so why not be co- why not win that coach of the year award because he 100 win it 
Um, the Utah, the guy that does heroin for Utah Jazz. What's their, <laughs> yeah. what's their head uh, coach's name? I always forget that guy's I name, but yeah, he he looks like he is uh, on something. Oh God, okay, give me Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder. Yeah, he is. He, he looks, looks like tweaked. Just his yeah. hair and everything, but yeah, he could win. <laughs> yeah, if Utah continues to do what they do. Um, yeah. yeah, they could they could do that as well. But great question in the chat. And again, thank you to everybody who is joining us live to watch our midseason jammy award. This is a reminder again to go ahead and hit the thumbs up button and press the subscribe button. Share it with your friends. We're nearing 1,000 subscribers, so that is kind of our little goal. If we can hit a thousand, um, I'll wear this shirt again. I don't know. We'll we'll just we'll be very happy. So, <laughs> all right, it's time for our next award, Matthew. It yeah. is the Mad Max Award which is essentially our way of talking about the most improved player. Why? Because Mad Max, the first one, was dog shit, and the second Mad Max was a lot better. So it was one of the most improved movies as it pertains to sequels, okay? That's yeah. why we went with that award. Maybe one day we'll change it, but for now, I think it's funny, so you'll have to live with it. All right, so Mad Max Award, I'll kick this one off. Uh, I, kick, I started the year off with uh, Dario being my prediction of the guy who needed to win the Mad Max to become most improved. And I think a lot of that had to do with uh, him embracing his role. Obviously, I picked Dario for like three of these awards anymore, and I'm kind of tired of talking about him. So I'm actually going to go with Mikhail Bridges. I think that his maturity, his uh, affinity to start cutting on – uh, off-ball movements, I think, is fantastic. You're seeing, you know, his his defense is is amazing, and there's no doubt in my mind, especially because the the Suns are playing so well. And the beauty of that is the national narrative focuses to why. Why are the Suns playing so well? And when you have Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer, and you have all these different writers nationally observing our team and seeing what is making us tick they start to see the why. And part of that why is Mikhail Bridges and his defense. So he's starting to get noticed. What we as Suns fans have noticed for the past two and a half years is his defensive prowess. So he is, in my mind, a no-doubt lock-in for at least a second-team All-NBA. If the Suns continue to win and he can maybe... Uh, uh, continue his role and even get a few more of those really signature highlights out there, some of those NBA top shot highlights out there, then he might end up being a first teamer. But he's definitely earned it on the second team. So that alone is worth uh, the Mad Max award for me. But the other side of that is his offense is is maturing too. He's I, I'm confident when he shoots threes. There was that stretch there where he went like five games without hitting a three, but I'm more confident in his ability to hit threes. I'm confident in his cutting. I'm confident in his ability to uh, make the layup. I'm confident that when the when Dar- when uh, when Mikhail Bridges and this is what's called Bridges Law. I believe Sam Cooper of the Timeline Podcast made this up, and it's it's almost ironic how true it is. It's called Bridges Law. If, if Mikhail Bridges makes a three on his first three point attempt, the Suns win. And all these little fun, quirky things exist because of his improvement. For those reasons, he is my Mad Max Award winner. Matthew, who's your Mad Max Award winner? No, I love your choice, and I love the Bridges Law because it is so true. Once he gets his three going, his the rest of his game is just solid after that, and the rest of the team plays well. And it's just it's all synced up to that single three, him going three for three. He always starts out like three for three or three for four every game from three if he can get it going. I love that pick, but I'm gonna go with a lot of people in the chat. Actually, two people probably. Frank the Tank. You know, you bring true. him back. 
we wanted him back, hashtag bring back Frank. He's a guy I feel like that filled in, almost went undefeated as a starter. Once he lost, he's out of there. He didn't even play like the next game. But he was actually, I mean, we've all saw this year, him just in the paint, passing the ball, um, just not being the old Frank. And a lot of these players aren't the old same players that they used to be. That is the difference to where you're seeing these th- this team improve is because they're passing the ball. They're making smart NBA plays. Unlike last year, the year before, Frank would just shoot the three, three, pe- three feet behind behind the free mm-hmm. or the three point line. That was really tough to say. <laughs> a and, lot of threes there. Yeah, but he he he's a guy that you love to see play with anybody alongside. And we just recently found out too him and Dario Saric down low is really fun to watch. Frank. Playing next to Aiton is good. He's a big body. He does everything I feel like the Suns really need for him to do. And he's even mentioned on sometimes on the Zach Lowe podcast, people, like other people know that he's in the starting lineup and they play well with him. So for that, I feel like he's just been so improved this year. And to bring him back for what they did and a lot of these guys with the money, it's insane how much talent we've getting, gotten from these guys because they actually have improved to – I didn't see it happening this way at all. No, to, I really didn't either. No extent. And, and it's and it's extent. clear because your original pick, your preseason Jammy Award winner for the Mad Max Award went was Javon Carter. So you didn't see any of this happen because you thought the narrative was going to be completely different for this team than it has turned out. No, I know. And then um, it might be Javon Carter at the later half of the year. Who knows? <laughs> That's You're not wrong. Plays. That's the way this All right, plays. so who do you give the Mad Max Award winner for the NBA? All right, so this is a fun one. So this is a guy, John, we both love this guy. I think you still do. Julius Randle. I've always wanted the Suns to get him. I've always liked him. I've always, I wish the Suns could have picked him in the in the draft, but of course it was too far away for the Suns to reach him. Uh, 23 and 11 this year, most improved. I feel like just getting to the All-Star game, getting the Knicks back to where they want to be. In the East, of course, you're looking at a lot of teams kind of in the mix there between like seed four and eight or they're just kind of at 500, but 19 and 18 for the Knicks at the half, that's pretty good. And even if they play in the East, who cares? He's not a sexy player. He plays his game and has always played his game. He's very confident in what he does on the court. It's really paid off this year. So I have to give it to him to where he earned his first all-star nod. And I think, is it his first all-star? Cause I don't think he, yes. Okay. It was. Yeah. Cause I feel like I looked at it, but I was like, I think maybe he went with the Lakers, but I don't know. No, no, no. But he, he is absolutely amazing this year, and and I wish I could watch him more. I haven't really even watched a minute of him, but I've seen a lot of highlights, but he's definitely improved that team. No, I completely agree, and my original pick before the season began was Tyler Hero. I mean, that just goes to show you what the fuck yeah. I know. Um, I <laughs> thought he would be the Mad Max most improved player uh, for this season just because the national narrative around him, and he had the snarl and all that. But you know what? That's gone. That's last season, and I agree with you. Julius Randle has been an unbelievable uh, talent and it, the Knicks are playing very well and it's really surprising because I have watched a, a two Knicks games and of those two and obviously all the highlights and I, you know I watch Sports Center and I watch NBA TV and I have Twitter so I kind of see I, I do my best to see everything I can uh, knowing that I'm fully dedicated to the Suns um, but I, I'm really surprised in the way that he affects the game because he doesn't look like he necessarily should but he just puts up those stats he puts his team in a winning position and I really think that uh, it's been fun to watch him do so and, and make the Knicks relevant we all whether we like it or not you know when's the last time the Knicks were relevant with Carmelo Anthony for one year and before that it was the John Stark Starks years like yeah. the NBA is better when the Knicks are relevant right 
Yeah, it, it is. And I wouldn't know because I don't know. I have no idea. That's why every time we talk about this, I'm like, what am I missing here? I know it's a big city. It's a big apple. What am I missing with the Knicks? But I missed everything with the Knicks. So it'd be nice for them to be good, but it, it's almost perfect timing. It's like they're kind of building up to next year when maybe they can add someone else like Devin Booker to get in there and get <laughs> yeah, this game okay. when the fans come back. It's clearly that's, what, they that's what they need. That's what they need is Devin that's Booker, but not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Sorry, sorry ESPN. That narrative will not happen happen for you okay our next award is the surprise the fuck out of you award for the guy who surprised the fuck out of you so matthew which player on the suns has just completely surprised the fuck out of you oh man i mean can i just choose frank the tank again he surprised me a lot it's gonna be my pick so i'm I'm going to agree with you just so you know I'm just going to choose Frank. It's so fun to choose these guys for multiple awards that we would never think to choose them for multiple awards. The honor they must feel for winning two awards. Um, I I just think that, like the reasons I said before, I don't really want to go over them again, but he is just surprising the crap out of me. So he has to be that guy. NBA-wise. crap. You're so yeah, you're no, such a good so little cool. boy, aren't you? You're so surprised the crap out of me. G-rated. Remember when it used to be G-rated? Movies yeah. aren't G-rated anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but NBA wise, I'm gonna go Jalen Brown. He surprised me. He he won an All Star nod over um, Jason Tatum. So I think him this year just improving his point total, 25 points per game, four assists. The the Boston Celtics aren't putting it together, but he is absolutely just a creator, a, a guy that can score anywhere on the court. He is someone that I didn't think would be better than Jason Tatum, and I didn't really like Jason Tatum, but he's proved me wrong, proved a lot of people wrong, and just I don't think a lot of people have really seen this coming from him and how they can probably build around Jason Tatum in Jalen Brown at the same time. Maybe you have to trade one of them. Who knows? But right now they got some two good core uh, players. They do. They do. And Jalen Brown, I think what's really been impressive with him is something that I know not a lot of Suns fans necessarily take for granted, but it's his mid range game. You know, I mean, that's with, with mid range game is <laughs> it's, it's Devin Booker esque. you know, what makes Devin Booker so deadly is he can kill you in so many different ways. You know, he's not a, he's not a guy like Zion, like Zion's got to get to the rim to beat you. And the hard part in defending him is just simply trying to stop him from getting to the rim. And Jason Tatum's a guy who likes to get to the rim, likes to shoot up a lot of threes, doesn't necessarily have a solid mid range game, but then you have Jalen Brown who does, and he's developed that. And it's very Booker-esque. And that's what I've noticed when I've watched those Celtics games is when they need a bucket, they give it to Jalen Brown and he can go and get it. And it can be in a variety of different ways. So I can definitely see why you're he surprised the fuck out of you because he added that aspect to his game. Uh, a shout out to a lot of people in the chat. A lot of people are giving love to Frank. Uh, Nader as well. We're getting some Nader love in there. Uh, no Nader haters here. Lace Bacon and Jonathan uh, give Nader a, a shout out. So does Jay on YouTube. Um, and Phoenix fans says, you know, probably not enough playing time. And I think that's correct. You know, by the yeah. time the end of year jammies come around, the end of year awards, the jammies come around, it might be him based on playing time. But at this point, yes, it is Frank. Um, the guy who surprised the fuck out of me so far this year is uh, let's just go Donovan Mitchell. I mean, what a horrible player that guy is, huh? You know, 24 points a game on 20 shots attempted. He's got a true shooting percentage, which is uh, let's see here. Let me find it. I had it. It's 54% from your two guard. That's just horrible, man. I just, I'm so surprised at uh, how bad he is. So that's all I got to say about that. I just don't like Donovan wow. Mitchell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not a big Donovan no, Mitchell okay. fan. 
you know, no one I, in the, no one in the crowd is. I mean, I like I like his game a lot, but um, yeah, if you're going that I way, don't. I, mean, you, I don't like his game. Like, he shoots so much. What was the what was the Trey uh, Young? Are you describing Trey Young? It might be Trey Young. Trey, too. But Trey Young's another one I cannot really stand because they're just so inefficient. Like I get it, you're going to score 24 points a game if you're shooting 20 shots a night. It's the same thing with Trey Young. You know, he yeah. shoots so many shots that it's just like, it's so unentertaining to watch. And yeah, who hit the big three that makes the highlight, but they don't show like the 14 misses that led up to that. So Trey Young's right there with me. I'm both surprised the fuck out of how everybody is just so far up those guys' asses. Trey Young more than Donovan Mitchell, though. Donovan Mitchell, because he plays for the Jazz, doesn't get a lot of love, and I laugh at that. All right, so <laughs> next up is the Bob Gunton Award. And for those of you who remember Bob Gunton, he's the actor who played the warden on the Shawshank Redemption. He was working at the Shawshank Hotel, a.k.a. the prison there, uh, that Andy Dufresne escaped from. So essentially, we named this ward this award after the award and after Mikhail Bridges, and we gave it the Bob Gunton uh, award name. So uh, Matthew, the Bob Gunton award, who are you giving to the defensive player of the year for the Suns mid season? So your defensive mid season player of the year uh, for the Suns and then for the NBA. Okay. Uh, for the Suns, I'm going to give it to Mikhail Bridges. It has and to that, and that's who you gave it to at the beginning of the season as well. Yeah. So Mikhail Bridges, I mean, the biggest reason you just don't even know he's playing defense now because he's just that good covering up his guys. And we talk about, or I've, I've talked about where he's going to the next level where he's covering the all-star every game. He's covering the best player, no matter what position, unless it's like a big guy that's eight and eight. And of course is holding his own, but Mikel Bridges has been so consistent. Aiden has played good. He has been playing good, but he's not as good right now as Mikel Bridges. All obviously. I mean, he's our defensive stopper and you want him on the best players. And that's what he's been doing. And he's been doing it silently. I feel like you just don't notice he's on the court, which I feel like is great because you don't even notice the other all-star usually because of him. So he's getting to the point where I feel like next year he'll get the nod as maybe a contender for defensive player of the year, just because then people will know him and then he'll get better for playing against against. It'd be better against playing against these. Don't you, don't you miss the days when we used to used to edit things and we had the ability to no. oh, let's cut that out. But now we do live podcasts. So hey, he's a better defender. He'll be a better defender next year. Yes, That's what I was yes. trying to say. There we go. Yes, there and, you go. Uh, yeah. So do you want my NBA? My NBA? Yeah, one? go for it. Because I mean, clearly it's Mikael Bridges. I want it to be DeAndre Ayton. I feel like he I has know. become the, the the defensive uh anchor of this team, but his consistency is the only reason why. I, I give it to, to Mikael Bridges because he is consistently taking on the toughest guy and he's consistently shutting that guy down. Whereas DA, if he was just a little bit more consistent, I'm really hoping because I did say DA at the beginning of the year would win the Bob Gunton Award for the Phoenix Suns. I'm really hoping that I can say that at the end of the year. But until we see that consistency, it's Mikael Bridges. So who do you have for the NBA? NBA, I'm going to stick with Ben Simmons. He was my original pick, right? Correct? That's correct. And he went against your guy the other night. Donovan Mitchell locked him up and that's when he shot 50 times and, and only made two of them he's just if ben simmons turns it on he's a center playing the guard position and it can guard anybody on the court that is just insane i don't think i can ever get my head over that how great he is for the size he is offensively he can't shoot the ball who cares gets to the rim whatever but defensively he can just lock down anybody i mean maybe not devin booker i mean booker always for some reason has his I don't yes. even know what it is. He he just it must be the girl thing, whatever. But he just always picks him apart. 
But every other night, Ben Simmons is great against anybody that comes on the court against him. He is just the defensive player of the year, I think. Colbert, I guess, but it's just so boring to say he's the defensive player of the year. Just give him some I know. props or something. I just, I'm sick of seeing him winning it. I think Ben Simmons deserves it this year. Well, I said Giannis at the beginning of the year. And then I thought Gobert there for a while, but you're right. Rudy Gobert is just, it's its kind of boring. It is is—it is solid defense, but it's not necessarily versatile defense. Like, it's the same thing. You put him on an island against James Harden, he's going to blow by him just like he did DeAndre Ayton. So that's, again, Suns fans, don't get upset when DeAndre Ayton's getting blown by. Uh, this, that sounds so inappropriate. His guys are blowing by him. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded better. <laughs> That sounded better. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> just yeah, not Rudy Gobert. Not Rudy Gobert. You this, podcast, like, this podcast always, always goes off the rails. You can always tell I get embarrassed. So I get a little shiny everywhere. <laughs> just like I'm like crying over here. Uh, but I'm going to stick with Giannis. I just think that he is such a versatile defender. He the long arm of you know his, we have uh, Mikael Bridges long arm of the law. He's uh, he's like longer than that. I mean, watching him play is really fun to watch on the defensive end. I know that he's won it a couple times. So is Rudy Gobert. You know, those defensive players typically have about a good four or five year run in them. And I think that he's really kind of just starting at this point. I really do like the Ben Simmons pick because it's somebody who, again, has versatility. And when you watch him at the end of games, he's going up against Dame Lillard and he's shutting him down like that is pretty impressive there. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just stick right now with... Um, Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right. Great pick. All right. Our, our next award, which is one I don't have a picture for, is the Acid Jeans Award. And that essentially is for the most washed player in the league, a.k.a. how is this guy getting any minutes? And for the Suns, I really don't have one. I think that the the Phoenix Suns and Monty Williams has done, have done such a great job with this rotation. Nader at times can get the acid jeans award where there's some minutes that Nader yeah. throws out there and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? But then in like the second half, he comes out and he's, he remains his, he remains aggressive and he, he continues to force the issue and he continues to be a positive impact on the floor. So you can't necessarily give it to him obviously earlier in the year. And it was Damian Jones and that was my original pick and he's no longer on the team. He, he was so acid jeans to ward out that he's gone and he's playing for the Lakers. So that's who I have for the Suns. Who do you have for the Suns and who do you have for the league? Suns, I, I feel like this award might go away just because this year's so great, but it would have been Nader. It would have been because before the last two games, come on, everyone was talking about getting him off the team with Damian Jones. Like maybe you can trade him, do something with him. I mean, he, he is that guy to where maybe beforehand, the last two games, you could have traded or something. And he was getting so many minutes. Monty believed in this guy. Yeah. Ultimately believed in him over a lot of players on the bench, even Javon Carter. And he was making a lot of mistakes on the court. He was costing the Suns a lot of turnovers. Uh, he was fouling like crazy. So now he's pulled it together so he doesn't get the awards. So no one right now, no one right now, NBA Which is wise, awesome. NBA wise is always Tre- Trevor Ariza. I don't even care. He's not even playing this year, and that's too many minutes on the court for that dude. So I'm gonna give it to him still. <laughs> okay, I, I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I said Udonis Haslam, and it's the same thing. He's not, he's not getting any any minutes, so I can't give it to him. So I'm actually, you know, I, I did a little research, very little research, clearly for this pod, um, but I looked up essentially who has played more than 20 minutes per game for his team with a true shooting percentage under 45%. And that's pretty bad. That means you're getting some playing time and you aren't making anything. And four names came up and one of them really stood out to me. And that is Ish Smith. 
uh, for the Washington Wizards. You know, he's he's played in 19 of their total games. He has a true shooting percentage right around 40.4. So he's he's out there. He's getting the minutes, and he's just not doing anything with them. So he's washed to me. Of course, we all know that uh, Ish Smith, next time he plays against the Phoenix Suns, he'll put up 29 points on like a 75% true shooting percentage because that's how the uh, – the Jack Taylor award works. It's the guy who comes out of nowhere and beats the shit out of you and former Suns players. When those former Suns players come to town, they typically do it. But I do agree with, uh, you know, people are saying it in the chat, uh, you know, no one right now. And some people are saying, you know, yeah, none for the Suns. a uh, little bit of uh, Darth Nader, you know, it's, he, he's, he's doing such a great job. It was Damian Jones is what everyone's kind of agreeing with. So Matthew, I think that's going to actually bring us to our last award. If I'm not mistaken. And I'm, typically am so you have to forgive me but this is our beer crack award the one guy you crack your beer to your favorite player on the team and your favorite player in the nba who's not a member of the phoenix suns at the beginning of the season i said devin armani booker obviously as times have changed uh our affinity changes i'm not somebody who's tied down uh, i Mikhail was my my you know quarter season jammies. I loved how he's playing, but I think honestly my favorite player on the team right now is CP3. I mean, I never thought that I would enjoy watching his slow, methodical way of basketball as much as I do because the way that the Suns play right now is sustainable. This isn't the seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns anymore. This isn't a team who's looking to just out sprint you, and then in turn when we get to the playoffs we out sprint ourselves and we're dog tired. This is a team that plays with the second slowest pace in the NBA. We are, what, third overall defensively. We're eighth overall uh, with uh, our offensive rating, and we have the fourth or third or second, second or third best overall net rating. And it's because of that. It's because of the way that CP3 makes this team run. And I see that a lot of people are, are cracking their beers open because they like Dario Sarch, and clearly I do as well because I think five of my awards went to him. But I'm giving this one to CP3 for the Suns. What about you, Matthew? I'm gonna give it to Booker, and I don't. I just feel like the only reason is because we left him out of this award show. He he should have won something, and I think You're he needs right. to win this one. We just never chose him, and I feel like he's earned it. He's put up with a lot in here in Phoenix. He's done it well. A well job getting CP3 here. He's the reason CP3 is here. So. I, I enjoy watching him now to where he's off ball. He's doing a lot of stuff that Booker should be doing on the court, and he's having a fantastic year. I mean, the last two months he's been playing insane. So I think he's really fun to watch. CP3 is great too. I just book when he goes off, when he's hitting his 30 points a game, still dishing the ball. That is just something great to watch. The way he looks like Kobe on the court this year, especially like he is just phenomenal to watch. So I'm gonna give it to him. I, I think CP3, of course, is a close second. I think I told you before the year CP3 would be your favorite player ever on the Suns. And, and so his, far, your <laughs> maybe this year, but not the history yet. No, not, um, yet. not yet. But uh yeah, I mean, book uh NBA wise, I'm just gonna stick with my first pick of this. Uh oh, not first pick, but your original the, pick. Well, yeah. Who was it? Who was my original pick? Was the original it, pick was John ja Morant. Was it John ja Morant? No, yes. I mean I haven't really been able to watch him too much. I'm gonna say Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball is gonna be my he's guy. He's fun to watch, man. Yeah, he he's a guy you pop a beer and just watch that guy play because there's nothing dirty, nasty about him yet on the court. Everything mm -hmm. is it's all rainbow. He's not flopping. He's not you yeah. know, doing the head jerks or anything like that. He just he's enjoy the game. Ball. 
Yeah, he's right. brilliant to watch, dude. And I think that he, in the future, will be a guy that's going to be an all-star. So right now, he's my favorite player other than the Suns to watch. Okay, uh, kudos. I, I think those are both great picks. Uh, Luke Wallace also says he he cracks a beer to D-book for his off-court play as well. He's really done a good job off the court. <laughs> Although I did see something yeah. on Twitter today where Kendall's like, I want to have kids now. So we'll see how that goes for our buddy, uh, Mr. Tevin Booker. We're done. Um, I'm sticking with my original, and, and just so you know, you also said Booker before the season began, so uh, kudos to Booker. I mean, we've named an award after him, and then we gave it to CP3, so I actually kind of feel bad now, <laughs> yeah. and I might retract my Big Dick Book Award and just give it back to Big Dick Book there. Um, as it pertains to the league, I'm going to stick with the the guy who I originally said, my favorite guy to watch who is not a member of the Phoenix Suns, the guy who I can crack a beer open and just watch him play because he's so much fun to watch for me. And that's the Slim Reaper, man. That's Kevin Durant. I absolutely love watching him play. His shot is so pure. Seeing him come back and play the way that he has up until that hamstring injury was just nice to see because after an Achilles injury, you don't know how somebody's going to respond. A jump shooter who needs lift to be effective, you didn't know if it was going to work out for him. Uh, that's why when he joined kind of that super team, I was like, that's a smart move for him because it can allow him more time to heal and he doesn't have to carry a team and he can take those that rest. But when he does play, he is so fun to watch. He's so versatile. He's so explosive. He's he, and. And like Steph Curry, he has fun doing it, but it's a different kind of fun. Steph Curry is really fun to watch because he's just like a little kid out there just having a good time. And, you know, with Suns fans, he's played in our division. It's probably kind of annoying to us at this point. Whereas Kevin Durant, he's out there having fun, but it's like he's got that like fuck you look on his face at all times. Uh, Jay in the chat says James Harden. James Harden is the absolute opposite of the beer crack award for me. Um, him and Luka Doncic are the two players I, I probably – <laughs> I don't crack any beers. I throw them at the television because yeah, yeah, they're so boring to watch. Yeah. Um, Roy in the chat Harden. says Dame Dalla, you know, and that's another, you know, he's another great guy to watch play because they're just exciting to watch. The problem I have with Dame is he is a little bit of a flopper. I don't like the floppers. I don't like the guys who are trying to force the refs issue. I get that's part of the game and you can play that. If, if you can bait the refs, uh, that's, that's a skill. I mean, that we is both the game. Are, it is. is. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like that. That's why I think LaMelo Ball is such a great pick because he's not there yet. Like, he'll learn how to do that, and it will get annoying. But until then, he's just out there flowing and having fun and having a good game. And obviously, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, I don't like watching because they just missed 30 shots a game, end up with 24, and everyone's like, you see that three? It was from half court. It's like, oh, you mean his one for eight from half court? Yeah, that's fucking cool. <laughs> like, that's that's exciting basketball. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting basketball all around. We just we can go through every team almost, especially in the West, and love a guy to watch. That's the way it is. I mean, of course, the Lakers maybe not, but I love LeBron James. But every team, it's that's why I need NBA League Pass. I need to sign up and watch this second half because every every matchup I want to watch. I'm with I, you. There's I mean, so much going on, and I need to catch up because this is one of the best seasons the NBA's ever had. The star. The potential for all these players that aren't even stars yet, that, are, that aren't even all-stars. Like, there's so many good rookies. Even from a rookie class, we thought we'd be like, eh. It's just the NBA right now, from top to bottom, dude, it's just it's flawless almost. There's I was having this there. conversation with a friend not too long ago, and I've, I, I have a friend who's very, like, he thinks the NBA stuck in 2001 for some reason. Like, he hasn't watched the last 20 years of the NBA well, maybe a little bit. He watched part of the Nash era, but he thinks that you know the, the NBA is a bunch of egotistical, 
unskilled players. And I'm like, that's so further from the truth. He's like, well, yeah, these guys are coming straight out of college and they suck. I'm like, not necessarily, man. I mean, I mean, look at the last few draft classes. Like, yeah, you have your bus, but you've had that, you know, since the beginning of time. But I was telling him like the star power right now in the NBA is so much fun to watch. You do have some super teams out there and you have teams like Phoenix are the number two team in the NBA because they're a team. It's, it's, it's not built on the back of, you know, Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie Irving. So you have these different dynamics out there that make it fun to watch tonight. You've got a super team going against like a young rookie in LaMelo ball, like who will win. And you tune in and you watch, you crack a beer and you enjoy it. And I think that's what you're absolutely right. It's just, it's super fun to watch the NBA right now. Yeah, and I can't watch it for free. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What Roy says, you can watch it for free on the what NBA site. I'm you freaking just gotta, crazy, right? Come on, man. You're the one who taught me how to do those. Um, that is it for this edition of the Jammy Awards, the midseason Jammy. The Jammies. And it wouldn't be a an, uh, an episode of the Suns Jam Session if we didn't drop our... Fuck. <laughs> my favorite drop of all time. Um, so thank you again for joining us and you know experiencing the jammies with us. We'll be back at the end of the season once everything's done. We'll wrap a bow on these. We'll revisit our midseason jammies, and then we'll talk about them uh, and see if we ended up where we thought that we would. Uh, next up for the Suns, they play the Portland Trailblazers on Thursday at Portland. Uh, mm-hmm. Matthew, what are you looking forward in looking forward to in that matchup? Just basketball is back, and yes. we're just ready to watch. I don't know what to expect, but second half of the season is going to be tough, Suns. So let's get ready for this. Yes, get ready for it. Uh, who wins that game? Suns. Okay, I'll say Suns too. <laughs> Simple as that, I guess. <laughs> so we're currently thirteen. I'm thirteen seven. You're fifteen five. I will not make up any ground on you on this one. Um, so just so you know, for the record, I'm going to say the Blazers are going to win. Okay. I'm putting it out are there. You really just, going Blazers? Just, just so I have a chance to change this record down here. I truly believe the Suns are going to win, but I got to go with the Blazers just you're so. Go, okay, so you're going Blazers? I'm going Blazers. It's official. Okay. I'm throwing it out there. I don't hey. want to, but we'll I see am. how this works out. We'll see how <laughs> this works out. We'll see how it works out. Thank you again to all the Jamsters who chose to join us via the live streams, whether it be on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. If you are watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. Please subscribe. We're so close to 900. We're so close to 1,000. You could be that one who could push us over the top and tell your friends. We appreciate it. Uh, You can follow the show on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review there. Thank you again to Miss Angelina for coming on and giving her picks for the Jesse Katsopoulos Award and letting us know what she's doing with the Phoenix Fans app. Uh, you can follow me on Phoenix Fans at Darth Voida. You can follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and the Phoenix Fans app. Matthew, you got a you got a Phoenix Fans app? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at Matthew Lissy. There you go. And uh, on what is it on Twitter? At Matthew Lissy. Oh, cool. That's that makes yeah. it nice and easy. You can remember those things. So mm-hmm. again, thank you everybody for joining us. It was really fun to do the jammies as it always is. Have a fantastic evening. I got to take my little tuxedo shirt and go outside. Get it, get it ironed. Get it ironed. I got to iron this bad boy out. Everyone, go home and love your family. Take care, everybody. <laughs>